Welcome to the Change Alchemist, a Future of Work podcast. This is your host Shobhana Vishwanathan, and today's guest is Pascal Borne. Pascal Borne is a recognized global expert, thought leader, and pioneer in the field of intelligent automation. He's a senior executive with 20 plus years of experience leading digital business transformation. He founded and led the artificial intelligence and automation practices for McKinsey and Company and Ernst and Young, where he drove hundreds of intelligent automation transformations for enterprises across industries. He's passionate about the capacity of intelligent automation to make the world human. Borne is a member of the Forbes Technology Council and was awarded Global Top Voice in Technology 2019 with more than 300,000 followers on LinkedIn and Twitter. He's one of the authors of the first book on intelligent automation. The book's titled Intelligent Automation: Learn How to Harness Artificial Intelligence to Boost Business and Make Our World More Human. Pascal in your own words about your career journey how you got started and what got you interested in intelligent automation that's 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 a great question because uh, I'm I'm coming from very far <laughs> very far from where we are, where I am today uh-huh. I started in finance I have a CPA background finance background then wanted to be a bit closer to to companies and get a glimpse into advisory So, so got into EY and so Ernst and Young and and started with finance department advisory. I like quite liked it. And when you work in, in for finance departments, then you you work also with all the back office departments. And so I started to work as well with the HR departments, supply chain departments, and so on. And um, and when you work with those back office departments, something is very important is the offshoring of 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 those activities. And uh, and moved at the same time to Asia. Okay, mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. spent 11 years in in Asia, uh, in China, in Singapore, and um, and helped while I was working for EY and McKinsey, a lot of companies um, building their centers of excellence, offshoring their activities, mm-hmm. their businesses to to countries like Philippines, China, India, and. Um, And about 10 years ago um came what we call robotic process automation okay um as an alternative to offshoring business processes to to those countries mm-hmm. uh, with advantages of lower costs proximity to to companies um uh, control of the companies on 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 those programs uh, that accomplish the processes for them Uh, so, so I start. I I started to become passionate about it, uh, and um, and to specialize into it. That's what that was ten years ago. And as you know, from robotic process automation, those those which is let's say dumb robots. Okay, stupid robots, but we like them because they do a great job. Okay, but they are not intelligent at all. Um, uh from rule based robots to more intelligent robots uh, in, including other capabilities like natural language processing like computer vision like machine learning uh, you get to more intelligent uh, programs that are able to automate end to end processes that are able to automate 
uh, more processes and that are able to bring more benefits to companies, clients, uh, employees, uh, and and uh, and ultimately to society. I think so. So that's how I get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also because I've, I've been so passionate about it. Um, educated myself in, in, in those new fields of machine learning, deep learning. Um, and, and I'm today really working hands-on with my clients on, on implementing such systems. We, we, we think about companies' efficiency improvement. We relate also quite quickly and easily to a better customer experience. Um, with chatbots, for example, able 24, uh, available 24 seven. Um, and we also think of employees, employees who, who can focus on more value add activities, more interesting activities. Pascal, you're a big proponent of intelligent automation. You've talked about intelligent automation in the context of um, delivering a total savings of 10 trillion a year and saving 10 million lives a year. Uh, can you elaborate on this? I mean, writing the book took us 18 months. Huh? So it's, it's been a research. We, we, we've done a lot of research. And one of the research has been around how can intelligent automation help the world um, um, on, a more, on a broader way than, than, than the points I just mentioned. Um, and um, and it, so we did some calculations and we did, we did some research. Two key points came out. Um, one is, as you mentioned, we identified that uh, using IA more extensively in the world would help us to save money um, and reallocate this money to more useful, useful purposes. Okay? We identified that it's 10 trillion US dollars uh, that, that, that could be uh, reallocated. Um, and we could, and reallocating $10 trillion would mean that we could double the budget of health plus education in the world. Mm-hmm. Or it would mean that we could remove hunger forever in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are food for thoughts, huh? <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and how did we get to this number? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll make it short. Huh? Uh, $10 trillion is the sum of uh, five trillion of fraud. Currently, our world is losing because of fraud. Five trillion. Okay. Um, it's uh, in in addition. Um, uh, work is causing stress, and stress is causing accidents. And those accidents uh, every year um, cost to our world more than three trillion dollars. Okay, so that's another point, and and that is that comes closer to the the employee experience as well, but it's also the employee safety. Um, and and you add to this um, the 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 money is uh, uh, wasted in errors. Okay, and 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 we've been able to identify a few hundreds of millions uh, lost every year in errors, uh, administrative errors, invoices errors. Uh, back and forth and so on. I mean, that's how, that's how we came to the 10, 10 trillion. Okay. Uh, for the 10 million lives, um, uh, of, of course, all those are esti- estimations. Um, but, but the most important point here is to, is to 
to, to kick off this discussion around what can be broader than just companies, employees, customers, what can be the benefit for, for our society. It's really what's stimulating this discussion. Uh, back to the 10, uh, the 10 million li lives per year, every year in our world, uh, 50 million people die. Okay, that's, that's and, um, and based on our research, um, um, we think that, that it's about 20% 20, 20 of those deaths that could be saved or at least uh, pushed in time uh, thanks to intelligent automation supporting uh, um, research, uh, so clinical trials, for example, um, uh, supporting diagnosis of disease. And as we know, the, the, the better you are at diagnosing disease, uh, the better you will you will you will save you will you will yeah. get them uh, you will remedy to them. Um, and and it's also about about providing um, uh, uh, medical support to everyone at any time, at any place. Okay. Today, our world is lacking more than 4 million physicians around the world, especially in developing countries, okay? Giving the opportunity to those people to have access to a remote, through their, their smartphone, for example, to a remote doctor, helping them to, to identify, diagnose their issues, uh, and, and give them some, some hints into how to solve this. Uh, and if if necessary, also connect them with with physicians, even if they are on the other side of the of the planet. Uh, this is this is priceless, and uh, and all this is um, thanks to intelligent automation. No, I love the way you described it. And COVID has shown us that necessity is the mother of invention. And I would argue that intelligent automation has actually accelerated this year. Um, exactly. Thanks to the pandemic, uh, you know, it's ironic, mm. but that's what has happened. Yes. Um, exactly. Now, you have talked about a lot of things, right? Uh, from automating processes like invoicing. I just took a new mortgage on my house and I had to sign so many papers. And I can imagine, you know, how much of a benefit automation could be in paper intensive industries like yes. document processing, like invoicing. Your book has a lot of use cases. It's got a lot of research. Um, one thing I would like for you to kind of provide a foundation is a framework uh, that you talked about in the first part of your book. How do people get started with, with the process? Yes. And uh, so I gave, I gave uh, two frameworks in the, you know, many frameworks, but uh, <laughs> okay. the, the second part of the, of the book is the, is the framework around the technologies that are supporting intelligent automation. And, and we've chosen through the book to make it, to, to, we've chosen, I mean, to, to start by the beginning with my co-authors and I, my co-authors are uh, Jan Barkin, mm -hmm. who's an entrepreneur who uh, created Symphony. Uh, uh, consulting five years ago, the first pure, pure play uh, advisory company in the space of intelligent automation, who sold it a year ago for 60 million, so a, a successful entrepreneur. My second um, co-author is Joran Veers. Joran Veers is a professor mm -hmm. of marketing, vice dean uh, of the master's program 
in the National University of Singapore. Mm -hmm. uh, both, so we've we've written this book, the three the three of us. Um, uh, we've taken care while writing this book, and that's why also it took us a long time uh, to make it as accessible as possible to a large amount of people. Okay, so the language uh, is extremely simple, and 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 uh, we've tried to make we've tried to always keep in mind that our mothers could understand it. Okay, <laughs> that, that was the... <laughs> I like okay. that. I um, like that. And, and, and you know, ex explaining complex concepts mm -hmm. as simple as this is mm -hmm. is the most difficult because it yes. means you need you need to really master them, uh -huh. <laughs> and, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and you need to write and write and rewrite it to make to, mm -hmm. <laughs> to make sure that it that it really really works. Uh, so we've chosen to to make to make this book very accessible to to most people, and. So you don't you don't need any background you don't need any 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 specific skills to read it and to understand it and to get the the, the maximum from it and we've also um, um, made a point to make it of course uh, very useful for the practitioners in in intelligent automation so I, I and and um, and and bringing a I mean um, a high high value I hope in in bringing to life. Uh, real case examples. Uh, it's very pragmatic, very detailed, and very pragmatic. Uh, and this framework is is back to this framework of technologies that are explaining the foundation of intelligent automation. Uh, it's we've tried to make it as easy and simple as possible. We explain that uh, intelligent automation is a combination of methods that involve people, organization, processes, and technologies. And those technologies, to explain those technologies and their role, we make the parallel with uh, human workers and, and basically knowledge workers that uh, we are all knowledge workers. Uh, Shobana, you are, you are a knowledge worker. Yeah, I am course. a knowledge worker. We are using our brain to create value uh, as an opposite to um, uh, in manufacture in the manufacturing sector, for example, people using the hands to to to, to produce right. to produce value. So 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 this framework is is uh, is making a parallel with the the capabilities that we are using as knowledge workers while we deliver business outcomes. Okay. Um, so we've identified four main capabilities. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is the vision. Okay, vision is really what, what we do with our eyes uh, as workers. Second one is execution. Execution is basically how do we act and basically our hands and legs. Um, uh, third one is about language. So basically how do we hear, understand, and talk. And, uh, and, and the fourth one is about thinking and learning. So, um, so basically our brain, okay, a capacity to understand and to, and to learn. Um, and uh, for each of those capabilities, um, and basically we've categorized the technologies that are currently used in the discipline of intelligent automation in each of those four capabilities. Um, in the, um, the vision capability is, is basically computer vision, okay, which is mainly today uh, based on deep learning techniques. Um, and um, 
and um, and 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 the technologies used in in that in that space uh, really go through uh, optical character recognition, intelligent character recognition, uh, up to um, uh, uh, image analysis, video analysis, and so on. Uh, in the in in and we explain in the book we give many examples of how we use these technologies. Um, the the second being being uh, execution is mainly uh, with the use of robotic process automation apis um, uh, smart workflows mm -hmm. low code technologies mm -hmm. when we talk about the 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 capability of language it's mainly about natural language processing which is based today mainly on deep learning techniques uh, with um, uh, technologies like sentiment analysis, like intelligent chatbots, and and finally, the capability of thinking and learning is um, is machine learning and deep learning. Okay, which which is the capacity to to predict and to to provide insights from from data. So, which brings me to my next question, which is. Where does AI begin and where does intelligent automation start? <laughs> yes, yes. So, and, and maybe just to finish on those capabilities, because they make sense when we talk about those capabilities, they really make sense when you, you take them as, as a toolbox uh, and you basically combine them to, to create synergies and be able to address and automate end-to-end -end processes, the most complex end-to-end -end processes. So that's so considering just one of those technology on an isolated way is just is just a waste of time and, and, and effort because you can't because if you want to mimic what a human worker is doing you need you need to combine those four sure. uh, capabilities sure. you can't it cannot be a brain by itself that can't even see or or hear and and act okay so, so maybe so you could that's, maybe that's maybe important. Maybe then, uh, just to be pragmatic, you can give an example from uh, finance or from accounting. Yes, yes. Uh, um, I, I like to give the example of a procure to pay process, which is an end-to-end end-to-end process that any commercial company has. Okay, which deals with um, identifying which goods needs to be purchased by the company, and finally, at the end of this process, is about paying the vendor for, for the goods that have been uh, acquired. Um, and, and this process goes from uh, identifying which vendors do we want to buy from. Mm -hmm. uh, and this, very often, you will use machine learning here to help analyze the different, vend the different vendors, uh, make the, the best selection based on, on their portfolio of products. Mm -hmm. uh, then all the way through, before payment, you have you send your orders to those to those um, to those uh, vendors, and and uh, orders can be sent automatically by by uh, platforms such as smart workflows. Mm -hmm. um, then you receive whenever the the good has been received, and 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 uh, the vendor sends you the invoice. At that point, you need uh, intelligent character recognition to to digitalize this invoice and be able to process it automatically in in your systems. And finally, you do you do the payment to the to the vendor using using a robotic process automation, for example. Uh, so it's really about connecting, as you see, the different technologies to to be able to to process the whole automated process from from A to Z.
In your uh, view, do you think intelligent automation is accessible to any company, or do you feel like they need special knowledge, special skills to actually enter this world? So it's two two questions in in one for me here. It's uh, I think definitely that any company should should jump as quick as possible into it. Okay, that's not even a question of whether it should be or not. It's you have to, you have to for so many reasons. Um, and I think we can, we can witness it currently in the context of COVID. The companies which have not uh, implemented some form of intelligent automation through digitalization or automation of their processes uh, have already failed or are about to fail and just, just surviving with the subsidies from the government. Um, uh, and and uh, and anyway, even without the COVID, we I mean, being in in a competitive market, your competitors using intelligent automation will deliver will be able to sell cheaper to their clients, have a better relationship with them, uh, um, and and have better better employees as I mean, uh, more satisfied employees as well. So retain them. Uh, and uh, hence they will be better okay so it's so if you don't do it yourself anyway your competitors are doing it and you lose market share so, uh -huh. it's, so, it's, so okay it's 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 every company needs to go very quickly into it and and uh, and it's even more urgent in our context of crisis currently good and you the second part of the question i forgot yeah. it now <laughs> no, I think the second part is uh, how do people get started? Of course, you've provided a framework. There are different technologies. Um, like my own company is an RPA company, Automation Anywhere. They could use different technologies to, um, to actually do this. I know a lot of the, the large consulting companies have, have been at the forefront of intelligent automation. My question was more around what are the how big should a company be before they actually do this or or do you feel like even a huh. mid-sized company can do this any any company mm. can do this mm. uh, so first of all should do it and then can do this definitely mm. uh, uh, then i completely agree with you that that um depending on the level of how far you want to go into this this uh, this discipline you will need definitely uh, talents, uh, structure, uh, mm -hmm. governance. You will need to reskill. You will need to train. You will need so so. It's the 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 companies that we've seen being su successful in implementing intelligent automation, whatever their size, whatever their their industry, um, because it's really available to everyone, have all thought about. Um, uh, have all had a few critical success factors. And I think the first one is management support, management sponsorship, okay? Um, those transformations are very, very uh, structural in, in, the, in, in, in what they impact. They will impact organization, people, processes, technologies in place. Um, so there is a need to have a strong sponsorship from from management, and, and very often as well there will be a need for for investment. So sponsorship of management is as well very important here. Okay. The second is about always putting people in the center of those transformations. Mm -hmm. um, uh, companies that have succeeded, 
those who've understood that uh, people are implementing IA uh, and IA is serving those people, okay? And um, and so educating the people, training the people, um, making them be authors of the transformation by by having them to participate using more, more and more user-friendly tools, for example, low-code technologies is very is key is very important um and and thirdly um and and thirdly um uh, uh, building the right governance is, is also it. something important so centers building centers of excellence um clarifying the roles in the in the company those are those are the, the i would i would say the three critical dimensions that we've seen yeah common as across the the, the companies which succeeded in in this in these transformations you did mention low code and uh, i think one of the reasons that's important is we have a lot of citizen developers today um especially people that have domain expertise in their line of business but may, may not be a computer science graduate for example Correct. so how do you do you feel like intelligent automation is geared towards the business audience? Uh, if so, provide some uh, some details. If or or do you think it, it's much broader than that? It could be even. Uh, I think yes. Yeah, I, I got your point. <laughs> I, I think, and that's a good question. If intelligent automation is just implemented by a few people in a company, it's just going to die. I mean, it it. It's not sustainable because it's not scalable. It doesn't bring the benefits that are expected. It will bring the benefits, but on such a small scope that it's it's not it's not it doesn't mean anything for the company. It doesn't okay it doesn't bring anywhere. Uh, the only reason why IA will be successful in a company and and this and this trend is ongoing huh, to to. Is is getting um, citizen developers. Is getting is opening the access to the technology to more people with limited. I mean, opening access to technology without requiring specific skills, specific coding skills. Uh, in in the I mean, we explain in the book uh, the the vision of um, building your program just by talking, just by explaining. I want. You talk to, to your computer and you say, okay, I've been doing this report every week. You've seen how I did it. Now just do it for me. Mm-hmm. And okay, it's, it should be a technology that is, that is really accessible to, to anyone. And in this example, it's also technology building technology. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. also when you ask your computer, build it for me, it means the computer has been able to observe what you're doing. It's been able to code it to and to and and it's now able to pre-generate a, uh, a program that is able to perform this so that's a meta so combination of those of the combination of those two trends one is uh the democratization of of intelligent automation more people having access to more user-friendly uh tools and the technology helping us to implement technology so ia generating ia as we call it in the book um, the combination of those two is really bringing us the future of uh, intelligent automation at scale in companies. 
adducing certain verticals, adopting intelligent automation more than others? If so, which one? Um, yes, I mean, it's, it, there, there is always more benefits due to the nature of intelligent automation, of intelligent automation which is computer-based. Uh, it will always bring more benefits to companies and to processes that are computer-based. And currently, service companies, service industries like banks, insurance, telcos are, are the ones that are completely working on, on computers. Of course, manufacturing is in a part less, but for all the back-office functions as well, they, are, they have a huge amount of benefits to, to, to grab there. So, so the answer is across industry, across functions, and that's and to demonstrate this in the book, we've we've um, collected from our experience, but also from the experience of more than two hundred IA experts in the world, mm -hmm. uh, use cases, more than five hundred use cases, basically the largest library of use cases available publicly currently, um, that we've organized and structured by industry, by function, and that really gives, gives anyone who wants to start, who wants to think of how can I improve my day-to-day -day work, how can I improve the work of my team, give them hints of very pragmatic, actionable um, examples of IA applications they can, they can implement. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. People have to start somewhere. You start with a use case, and you've mentioned in your book that Intelligent automation is a journey, not a destination. So people do have to start somewhere. Exactly, um, exactly. And, and building, building the skills is, is very important. Building the skills in the company is very important. And it's about also always being, keeping an eye on, on new technologies coming out um, in order to, to, get, to get the maximum benefits from them. Okay, and again here, the two, those two trends that I mentioned before, mm -hmm. technologies are progressing very fast in, in, in those democratization, technology to implement technology. And, and uh, keeping an eye on those two trends, for example, is very important. Um, talking about trends, um, you did mention uh, blockchain in your book and how blockchain um, can actually be used in the context of IA. Obviously, it's not automation, but maybe talking about some future trends, what do you see there? Yes, so I, you know, uh, blockchain is, is really something that I'm, I'm looking forward to see at scale. Uh, we will, it will bring huge benefits to, to, to our society. Uh, and to companies um, um, by the fact that with blockchain we don't need to automate anymore a lot of a lot of tasks okay because blockchain um, helps to um, to check to confirm information to authenticate uh, transactions and today all this is done by people okay authentication is a long process of checks and as you said you for your loan, right? you, you said just, just, just a few minutes ago that it took you a lot of time, a lot of paper, and so on. With blockchain, it's, it's, it should be almost instantaneous because uh, the information is on, on your block <laughs> and, and, and it's immutable. So, so it's, um, 
I, I think we'll get a lot when we'll be able to to have blockchain working at scale. Unfortunately, that's not the case yet. Not yet. So, how do you see the future of intelligent automation pan out? Let's say you do a podcast with me in five years. What is your desired state? What would you like to see by then? No, my dream would just be sim- simply to have to see more and more companies, more and more uh, companies implementing it, being aware of it, implementing it, being successful at implementing it, um, and our society being also more resilient to to such crises as we see today, not only on a economical point of view, but also on a health system point of view. Um, so it's really it's really about all those all those factors combined uh, that I I dream to see in five years. You've uh, shown that you you know you're really passionate about intelligent automation. You've written a book um, and you've worked with uh, world leading consulting companies. What's your superpower? <laughs> so what I'm what I'm uh, so you you mean here what I'm what I what I'm really good at what, and what, I'm, what I'm very <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what I'm very good at it's it's uh, it's being passionate. I think it's I think it's every everything comes with passion, uh, but it's not as simple as this. You need first to find your passion, and this passion should be uh, should fit with you and your personality. It's, it's, for me, it took me uh, decades to find it. Uh, I think I found it. It's, it might evolve in the future. I don't know, but at least I'm, I'm. I really feel that I'm passionate by by what I'm, by 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 the topic of technology making our world more human. Okay, and and uh, that's what was driving my energy on a day to day basis. That's fantastic. Um, if you were to leave the listeners of this podcast with three main takeaways, what would they be? Intelligent automation is here to to help our world become more human, uh, and I think we should all participate in in making it more extensive in its use uh, in 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 our world. It start with companies, but also I mean all type of companies might be hospitals, might be non for profit, might be a might be a commercial companies, um, and uh, and to start with it, it's just about uh, first of all. Uh, getting informed, educated. Uh, there was nothing before. Bef- I mean, before this book, and that's one of the reasons we we wrote it. Is they, there was no reference document where you could uh, really have have a first glimpse r- around it. And and uh, um, so first information education, and then and then start start uh, start by yourself. Start. I mean, we we are all when we think about what we do during our day. Uh, how many unproductive meetings, unproductive emails? How many? Uh, how much time is spent on logistic tasks, on on things that don't bring the value uh, that that we expect for us and for our company and for and for the society? Uh, so, I found your book on uh, intelligent automation very meaningful and useful. I found it on Kindle. Uh, where can readers uh, find your book? Are there other resources you can point them to? It's it's uh, for the time being. It's it's uh, only on Amazon. It's coming into Barnes and Nobles, but I think it's more for the US. And uh, on um, Amazon, you have it as well on paperback. 
uh, and and now I think it's a hardcover as well. Fantastic. It was really nice talking to you, Pascal, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing how the intelligent automation journey evolves. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Change Alchemist. I hope you enjoyed listening to Pascal Bournet as much as I did. Automation is an important trend that is changing the shape of the future of work. For previous episodes, you can go to The Change Alchemist on any podcast platform of your choice. Tell your friends about it. And if you want to reach me, you can reach me on Twitter at Shobhanavi. That's S-H-O-B-H-A-N-A-V. Subscribe on iTunes um, or on Spotify or any other platform of your choice. Hope to see you next week. Thank you.